Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, November 28th, and we have completed week 47 of 2022. Are you enjoying this podcast? Does this podcast help you stay in the know? If so, be sure to tell someone else about it today. We think that they'll appreciate it and thank you for it, as do we. I also hope that you've all had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Now, let's get to the headlines. U.S. airlines anticipate flyers numbers just shy of 2019 levels, making this Thanksgiving the busiest holiday for travel since the pandemic. Security screening numbers at U.S. airports have been slightly above, or a point or two below, where they were three years ago, since November 18th, the Friday before Thanksgiving, according to TSA data. Screenings were up half a percent point to 2.3 million people on November 21st, but down 6% on Tuesday, November 22nd, a fact that many attribute to the lagging recovery of business travel. The increases in security screenings the weekend before the holiday reflects what many see as a broader change in travel habits. The increase in blended work and leisure trips has spread out the Thanksgiving period to more than the week of travel instead of the peak of Wednesday and Sunday after. Anticipating a mild recession going into 2023, STR and Tourism Economics in a report released on Tuesday project U.S. hotel rates and occupancy next year will decrease slightly year over year, a bit below the company's previous forecasts. STR and Tourism Economics predict an average 2023 U.S. daily room rate of $151, down from $152 in the previous forecast. The companies now project 2023 revenue per available room to reach $96, down from $98 in the previous forecast, but up almost 12 percent points from 2019 levels. The companies also project a 2023 occupancy rate of 64%, down from 64.6% in the prior forecast. The new projections, less than 1% point difference from the previous forecast, reflect the U.S. hotel industry's continued resilience through the tougher times. While inflation and the likely recession remain a consideration, companies predict business travel demand will continue in 2023. The average North American airline on-time performance in October continues to improve, reaching 79.5%, up 2% points from September, according to Sirium's monthly report. Six of the eight airlines that made the October list show improvement over their September performance, except for Delta Airlines, which is down 1% point, but still high enough for it to maintain the top spot. As in September, all three of the largest U.S. airlines made the global list of on-time airlines with Delta 3rd. United Airlines 5th, American Airlines 9th. This was the first time United made the top five rankings in any month of 2022, according to Sirium. The report also showed year-over-year growth of 9.84% in the number of flights completed. A flight is considered on time if the aircraft leaves the gate within 15 minutes of scheduled arrival time. Now, 10 days into its mission, NASA's Artemis One Orion spacecraft is providing mission control teams with a wealth of important information and hitting a few space exploration milestones along the way. Orion will break the record for the furthest distance traveled by a spacecraft designed to carry humans into deep space and return them safely to Earth. Orion will surpass the previous record of 248,000 miles, which was set by the Apollo 13 crew in 1970. Orion is expected to reach its maximum distance of more than 270,000 miles from Earth. 
Orion's flight records, while impressive, serve an important purpose. By testing Orion in a variety of situations, NASA's teams will be able to better understand how the spacecraft performs in space and prepare for future missions with crew. Orion will spend an additional 15 days in flight on its 25-and-a-half-day journey before returning to the Earth's atmosphere and splashing down in the Pacific Ocean on Sunday, December 11th. Now in news relating to changes in travel due to the pandemic. India announced that it will discontinue the self-declaration of COVID-19 vaccination from its portal on November 22nd. The forms had to be filled in by international passengers arriving in India. Following revised guidelines for international arrivals issued by the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, the Civil Aviation Ministry issued a notice making the registration no longer necessary. The ministry added that the rule could be reviewed if needed in view of the COVID situation. Passengers should follow announcements regarding wearing masks and other protective measures made in flights. Brazil's health regulatory agency has announced plans to once again require travelers to wear masks. Brazil was only one of the more recent countries to lift its mask mandate as the country stopped requiring them for travel back in August. The mask requirement won't be as strict as before as airlines will be able to serve food and drinks as usual. The mask requirement is being reintroduced as Brazil sees an increase in coronavirus cases in recent weeks. National Car Rental is extending certain loyalty benefits that are set to expire soon, according to its parent company, Enterprise Holdings. The free rental days in National's Emerald Club program was set to expire on December 31, 2022, and now will roll over to September 4, 2023. National has also extended elite tier status for qualifying members. Emerald Club executive and executive elite members with status set to expire on February 28, 2023, can extend it by one year if they make or already have made it least one qualifying rental by the end of 2022. (music) 2022 will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Travel management platform Travel Perk and payment expense provider Plio have integrated via application programming interface the companies announced. With the integration, mutual customers will be able to book through Travel Perk, pay with a Plio smart card, and have receipts automatically sync into the Plio system for categorization. That cuts manual work required for reconciliation and can also improve value-added tax reconciliation via a VAT-friendly inventory and VAT-compliant resource. The Copenhagen-based Plio, founded in 2019, currently is live across 16 markets in Europe and has offices in seven European cities. The integration will be introduced to the markets in the coming weeks. This week, Iberostar and Intercontinental Hotel Group, IHG, announced a new long-term agreement that will see up to 70 Iberostar properties added to the IHG portfolio. Iberostar will keep 100% ownership of the hotels and will become the 18th brand of IHG. The deal is expected to add up to 24,000 rooms across 70 properties to IHG's system over the next two years and gives IHG's global system a 3% increase in its total size. The agreement has an initial term of 30 years with the option to renew for additional terms of 20 years upon mutual agreement. The resorts will join IHG's existing 260 resort properties that span brands including Six Senses, Regent, Intercontinental, Kimpton, Crown Plaza, Holiday Inn, and more. Canadian airline WestJet's code will now be placed on Japan airline flights between Vancouver and Narita. 
The code share will enable customers to have their bags checked through the final destination at the first point of departure, as well as the ability to earn and redeem WestJet dollars for members of WestJet Rewards. The airlines have had a long-standing mutual code share agreement in place since 2011. Etihad Airways and Garuda Indonesia have agreed to expand their code share agreement beyond their respective hubs. The partnership will now cover 42 destinations, up from 22, across Indonesia, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, the U.S., and Europe. For the U.S., Garuda plans to apply to place its code on Etihad service to New York's JFK Airport, Chicago International Airport, and Dallas International Airport, according to Etihad. Scoot, a low-cost subsidiary of Singapore Airlines Group, has officially joined the ranks of IATA. The announcement follows Scoot's successful passing of IATA's operational safety audit. The audit sets the international standards for safety in airline operations and is required to be eligible for IATA membership. The airline, which recently celebrated its 10th anniversary, is in the process of rapidly rebuilding its international network as Asia continues to reduce travel restrictions. Like parent Singapore Airlines, Scoot is heavily dependent on international traffic with no domestic destinations. As a fully-fledged IATA member, Scoot will now be able to attend the organization's member conferences that bring together representatives from leading international airlines to set priorities within the aviation industry. The most recent meeting took place in Doha, where IATA addressed topics such as reaching net-zero carbon emissions. Next year's IATA annual general meeting will take place in Istanbul. Now in news relating to the return to travel. LATAM Airlines is launching a three-time service between Sao Paulo and Los Angeles. LATAM currently serves Los Angeles from Lima and Santiago, and this will be the third route to LA for the South American Mega Airline. Meanwhile, this will be LATAM Brazil's fifth route to the U.S. out of Sao Paulo, complementing service to Boston, Miami, New York, and Orlando. With the start of the North winter season, Air Canada continues to restore its leisure network with the resumption of 13 holiday routes from Toronto Airport, including beach destinations in Mexico, Florida, and the Caribbean. Early in first quarter 2022, the airline was forced to suspend multiple services because of increase in COVID-19 cases. According to Sirium, the airline will offer over 42,000 seats per week between Canada and Mexico. According to data, between January and September this year, 2 million passengers have flown between Canada and Mexico with an occupancy factor of almost 79%. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration completed the environmental review of a new multi-billion dollar project at Chicago O'Hare's airport and approved it. The estimated $12 billion project includes a new global terminal that will replace the current Terminal 2. The FAA's decision clears the way for construction to begin on the satellite concourses and related airfield work when the ground thaws this spring, according to the mayor's office. The first satellite concourse is expected to be completed in 2027, with the second in 2028. Demolition of Terminal 2 will occur in phases beginning in 2026. Japan Airlines is looking to relocate its operations at JFK Airport to Terminal 8 and co-locate with joint venture partner American Airlines. The newly renovated Terminal 8 is expected to open soon, and Japan Airlines plans to transition there from Terminal 1 in May of 2023. Both Japan Airlines and American are part of the One World Alliance. One World members British Air and Iberia also plan to locate to Terminal 8. 
Qantas is now distributing its NDC pipe content to 52 countries, including Australia, to agency customers via the Travelport Plus distribution system. Qantas, effective November 29th, will sell its lowest-price Australian domestic fares exclusively through the NDC connections. The fares now will be available through Travelport for agencies that reach an agreement with the airline through the Qantas Channel Commercial Program. Agencies across Asia Pacific, Europe, the Middle East, and Africa can access Qantas NDC content via Travelport Plus according to Travelport. Now in some news about sustainable travel. Air France KLM has signed a two-new multi-year agreement to purchase sustainable aviation fuel. The company has set a SAF target of 10% of its fuel by 2030. Its deal with producer Nesti for 1 million tons to be delivered between 2023 and 2030 extends the company's partnership, which began several years ago. The second deal for 600,000 metric tons from DG Fuels is set to be delivered from 2027 to 2036 from a plant located in Louisiana. The contract is expected to make Air France KLM DGF's largest European airline customer. Air Canada has made a multi-million dollar investment in a climate solutions company that is working to deploy technology that pulls carbon dioxide from the air at industrial scale levels. The $5 million US dollar investment in Squamish BC-based Carbon Engineering Limited is designed to support the company's direct air capture technology, which it says uses large fans to pull in air and then separate carbon dioxide through a series of processes and return the remaining air to the atmosphere. Air Canada last year announced a memo of understanding with carbon engineering to advance new transformational technologies towards commercial viability of SAFs and carbon removal. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.